Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to E-Ticket to Broadway, where Broadway meets Main Street. <laughs> Here's your host, my pal, David Alpert. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to another episode of E-Ticket to Broadway, where our favorite gangs are the Jets, the Sharks, the Pink Ladies, and the Single Riders. We can all use some Disney magic in our lives, so I hope wherever you may be, this podcast brings you joy. If E-Ticket makes you smile please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts and spread the love. You can also support the podcast on Patreon. And besides helping Gilana's Fund and yours truly create more episodes, you can also get some pretty awesome rewards, like the super awesome Natalie learned when she became an e-ticket member. Natalie, thank you for your support for e-ticket to Broadway. You've shared with me that you love both the Disney parks and Broadway, so you are the definite target audience for the podcast. Have you always loved the Disney parks? Yeah, I 100% have. Um, My parents took me to the parks for the first time when I was three years old. Um, I do would like to preface this by saying that it's too young, I think, to bring a kid to the park because I don't really remember it. Um, But I did have my fifth birthday at Disneyland and my parents, it was back when Goofy's Kitchen did these huge birthday parties and it was Pocahontas themed and every single character showed up. Wow. For me. (laughs) my fifth birthday. (laughs) I don't know what my parents did. I don't know what happened, but I have a picture of me and a birthday cake with this really long table at Goofy's Kitchen and like Pocahontas and John Smith and Miko and Ratcliffe. And I'm just like in heaven, obviously. Um, But that about that same year, I also uh, was brought to New York for the first time. And my parents took me to see the original cast of Beauty and the Beast. And my mom says it was either the best decision she ever made or the worst decision she ever made. Because at the uh, end of the show, I turned to my mom and I said, this is what I want to do. <laughs> like, this is it. I was five and I was like, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. And that was to be a talking teapot. Correct. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I wanted to uh, stand there in that costume and hold my hand up and yeah, um, of course. You know, sing Beauty and the Beast. Um, so then obviously I grew up and, and figured out that what I really wanted to do was work in theater advertising, which is what I get to do now. So I kind of combined my two loves into, into one. Um, and then I get to go to the Disney parks, usually between once and twice a year. I still go to Disneyland about once a year because I'm from the West Coast. Not really, I'm from Arizona, but I'm from that side of the country. And um, I, like you, am a Disneyland stan. It's my yes. favorite park. It's the original, it's the best. I will literally get into discussions with this about people on a regular basis. Um, but now that I live over here, I, I still go to Disney World about once a year too. I love that. So it's really like we have similar upbringings that from a young age, Broadway, theater, Disneyland. Are we the same person? I think we might be. We might be. Maybe. Though I have to say, you're wearing the very cool Mickey Mouse headphones that I've always wanted <laughs> as we record this. So yeah. you're, you're, you're cooler than me, I'll tell you that. They were a Christmas gift two years ago from my mom who likes to say that I like, you know, like, she's like, I'm supporting your drug habit when she's talking about Disney, but I'm just like, 
I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah, and also like there's there's worse things to be. There are worse things, to. correct. I guess imagine you at the Goofy's Kitchen um, birthday party, like the Last Supper. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was that table. I guarantee you. Right, and I mean, like Beauty and the Beast being the first Disney on Broadway show was so. I mean, it was one of the first shows I saw on Broadway too. It was so magical, and I think yeah. for those of us that love Disney and musical theater there's something really special about Beauty and the Beast and that continues to be one of your favorites, yeah? Yeah, it's my favorite movie, um, hands down. I, I think that, you know, it's the same thing that a lot of people say about Belle, that she was the smart princess, she had brown hair. Like, um, I obviously loved all, you know, a lot of the other princesses, but I was a voracious reader as a kid. I, you know, kind of felt that I was represented in her. Um, I was, I, you know, understood her feeling odd all of that um so being able to kind of be immersed in that in the way that you and beast on broadway did for me was kind of mind-blowing um it was kind of the first moment where i realized you could do something like that you're just like oh my gosh like this is so incredible and it's live and it's happening all around me and literally in beauty and the beast like you know the wolves are running down the aisle and like it's it's fully all around you and there's no real fourth wall in that show and it's just you know it was it was the moment where I was just like this is what I want to do forever right I love it I I remember seeing it as well same same thing I was just so taken by the magic and the storytelling and there was a specific reason why the first episode of e-ticket was with Susan Egan you know to kind of marry the two worlds together and I, I I'm with you there it's it's just a great great show yeah Natalie, you shared with me that your favorite Broadway musical is Into the Woods. Yes. Do you ever think there could be a production of Into the Woods where like the Disney characters, are, like Cinderella is like dressed as the Cinderella we know her from the Disney movie? Um, I've thought about that. Like I thought when they did the Disney movie version, I was like, are they going to like Disney-fy this show? Right. And I was, you know, like, was Anna Kendrick going to be in a blue ball ground and have, <laughs> yeah. but like inherently, because- you know, it's so important that her slippers are gold. Right. It doesn't really, like, I was like, well, you can't really have her have glass slippers because that doesn't really go as well with, you know, the rest of the list. Um, <laughs> I mean, these are the conversations we have on E-Ticket to Broadway. Correct. I'm like, uh, I've also been in the show six times, so I know it backwards and for- forwards. Um, and it's just like one of those things where I, it was, I'd been in shows before Into the Woods, but it was like the first show that I had done when I was, I think I was 11. And it's the first show that I like auditioned for and got a part in. And like, it was like, I wasn't in the chorus and I wasn't an ensemble member. It was like, okay, this is my first like big girl part, I guess you could say. Um, And just from that moment on, it was just like, I loved the story. I loved the development. I loved everything about Stephen Sondheim. Um, and just having that mix of, of, and weaving of the characters was, was always very intriguing to me. Um, and I was always intrigued by the choices that Sondheim made of what fairy tale characters to include. Um, but yeah, I, I always was thoughtful toward what they were going to do when they made the movie and how they were going to keep it separate from the lore that Disney has created with some of those characters. Yeah, I'd be more interested in the other side of it. So like you're like at Disneyland and you see Cinderella and like Cinderella's talking about like the steps of the palace and like yes. the pitch and you're yes. and all the like little kids going to Disneyland. They're like, what? What is pitch? What is it's pitch? Like, it's tar. It's tar. <laughs> something my theater director told me when I was 11. <laughs> yeah, like that's the kind of world I want to see at some point. Yes. Or like next time I'm at Disneyland and I see Cinderella, I'm going to ask her like, what was it like on the steps of the palace? <laughs> <laughs> or like Snow White, did you know you broke up a marriage? Yeah. How is that for you? <laughs> well, this is a thrilling conversation, but Natalie, you know what time it is. It's time is it to game play. Time? It's game time. We're going to play some fast pass answers. Yes. Okay. So 30 seconds on the clock after I ask the first question. Who's excited? Me. Great. <laughs> Natalie. Name a ride in Fantasyland. Uh, the teacups. Name a song from Beauty and the Beast. Belle. True or false, Disneyland opened in 1955. True. Name a character from Into the Woods. Cinderella. Favorite snack in the parks. Churro. Name a character in Fantasmic. 
Mickey Mouse. Favorite Pixar movie? Up. Name any Disney animal. Simba. Favorite ride in the parks? Space Mountain. Favorite Disney character? Belle. Time. That was the most impressive Fast Pass answers I've ever played. Thank you. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was word vomit, to be honest. Like some of them, I'm like, why did I say Simba? But it's what came out of my mouth. No, but I feel like many of these questions, we already know the answer. Yeah. Like how I, many times have you been asked your favorite Disney character? 1,000. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, well, why did I say Simba? Like if I had to say, if it was like, what's your favorite animal sidekick? It yeah. would probably be Gus Gus. Yes, of course. Or Miko. Or Milky White. Or Milky White. The most incredible part of any Into the Woods production is to see how Milky White is done. Right. Is it a person? Is it a wooden statue? Is it Kate Rinders? Always, all, is it Kate Rinders? Incredible, also great. Is, it the, is the person Kate Rinders? Yes. <laughs> well, that was wonderful. Congratulations on your success on Fast Pass Answers. Thank you. Um, our, my final question to you is, you mentioned that you love both California Screaming and the Incredicoaster. Yes. Um, is your favorite part of the ride the cookies at the end or is that just mine? I think it's just yours. Yeah. I'm a I'm a thrill seeker, so I okay. love the the upside down. I the, my favorite part of that ride in both incarnations is the launch. Like yeah. you know oh whether or not Neil Patrick Harris is telling me that it's three two one go. Um, I love that like just feeling of weightness weightlessness. Yeah. Um, and being over the park and seeing all of California Adventure and just how beautiful it is, especially at night. Mm -hmm. Um. And I am one of those people who struggle with the replacements of things. And I was very much upset when they were like, we're turning California Screaming into the Incredicoaster. Um, but I think it's really well done and it's beautiful. And yeah. I do miss California Screaming as also like I miss Tower of Terror. Um, but I shouldn't be surprised that Disney did something that was also exciting and wonderful. And it's just something new to learn to love. Yeah. I love the Incredicoaster. I'm with you. I think it did a nice job. And, and that launch, you know, like every once in a while when they're not quite ready to launch you and you just sit there yes, and you're like, when is it going to happen? It's, yes. it's really exciting. It makes me feel like, um, cause a lot of the, like, I, I love, you know, larger theme parks that have, or larger amusement parks that have, you know, world breaking roller, world record breaking roller coasters and things like that. And there's ones where they just like sit you there, like California screaming and don't tell you when you're going to go. And Whenever that happens on the Incredicoaster now, I'm like, oh gosh, are they just playing with us now? Like, is it just like yeah. the attendant is being like, I'm going to have some fun right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing better on Incredicoaster when it goes upside down to not hold on to my glasses. Yeah. Because I always do like the big thunder, like hold on to them hats and glasses. But on the Incredicoaster, I'm like, my glasses have never fallen off. Yeah. It's okay. And the force on that ride should theoretically keep your glasses on. The force is Agreed. that that big in in the Incredicoaster. I think because Disney and Star Wars, we have to say the force is that strong. Yes, that is true. I was talking about physics, but I should say the force is strong with you. <laughs> yes. Well, Natalie, thank you so much for your support for eTicket, helping Gilana's fun grow and also the uh, creation of new episodes. So thank you, thank you. And we'll see you at the parks. Of course, thanks for having me. To learn more, visit www.eticketpodcast.com. Now, get ready. From Broadway's The Book of Mormon and Mean Girls, please welcome Tony Award nominee, Gray Henson. Gray, thank you so much for joining on the podcast. It's great to have you with me today. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Disney is everything. Disney is everything. It's my religion. It's my career goal. It takes my, my boyfriend. It's my yeah. boyfriend. <laughs> this yeah. is my boyfriend. Yeah. Um, great. You shared with me this incredible photo of you with Minnie at some sort of character dining experience. Yeah. Was that, what was, I mean, did she sit with you? What was that like? Yeah, <laughs> it was a date. No, it was like the character's breakfast at the, um, what's the, the, one of the most famous hotels at Disney World? What's it called? With the thing that comes inside? The contemporary? Contemporary, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
my friend and I went to breakfast with the characters because you have to. Yeah, duh. When you're there and obviously got to pick. Um, that's another thing. Like I was, I was, you know, it was after I'd started Mean Girls, we were there and I don't think any of the characters like know who I am, but you know, when they see like real celebrities, I wonder what they think on the inside. Like if like, you know, Tom Cruise shows up or like Kate Winslet's at Disney World and you're dressed as Mickey and like you have to do your dumb, like your Mickey stuff and your whole shtick. Are you, what are you thinking on the inside? You know? They're probably thinking, I hope Tom Cruise recognizes me. <laughs> yeah, <you're> t- <laughs> you know, they I'm... take off the the hat and they're like, it's all a lie. No, what are you talking about? Mickey would never remove his head. Right, it's, it's Mickey, true. Though. It's him, it's real. But great, in that photo, you're giving me a fierce pose. Do you think Minnie like, learned from you? Like in her next photo, she's like, I'm going to do that same pose. Yeah, yeah, that's my purpose on this earth yeah. is to teach many how to be fierce. <laughs> it's a, you're a trendsetter. I love it. Yeah. I mean, what do you think was cooler, meeting Minnie at Disney World or being nominated for a Tony? Um, I don't know. Some, some days I truly forget I was nominated for a Tony, so I'm going to say Minnie. Um, just yeah. recently I redid my bedroom and I put my nomination on the wall because they, they gave it to you framed. And I had it like in the back of my closet or whatever. I was like, I'm going to put this up. And so I look at it every day and think, that's something you did. But I will say the picture of Minnie, which is not framed on the wall, which should be. Um, not I yet. Think yeah. matters more to me. I think it just keeps us balanced in life, right? Yeah, exactly. You need your awards and then your, your photos with Minnie. Yeah. Um, did you meet other characters at that breakfast? Uh, definitely Goofy, Mickey, Donald. I think that was it. It's sort of the the core four. Yeah. Well, who's in the Fab Five? I guess they're missing Pluto. Pluto, right. Fab Five is definitely Pluto. I don't know. I was never a huge Pluto fan. Well, I mean, like, what are your thoughts that Goofy and Pluto are both dogs, yet Goofy can stand and talk? And Pluto is owned. It's tragic. I mean, I, I technically, I think own my roommate so it's not too different um at this point i think we're common law married but okay. it is it is weird i have such i think for me one of my favorite disney experiences was seeing the goofy movie as a child of the 90s so oh, goofy sure. and but, but uh pluto's not in that so i have no like deep connection that's fair i think disney is based so much on nostalgia and like what we know as kids a hundred percent that's the reason that we care did you ever like for a talent show sing stand out? No, no, I couldn't pull it off. I mean, I think it's one of the most difficult songs of all time. Well, um, if you don't have the pyrotechnics, why bother? Yeah, if you can't fly <laughs> and soar through the air. No, our our um our stage was the cafeteria stage, so it would not have worked um growing up. But yeah, I mean, what an amazing like those numbers still slap. I sense the goofy movie coming to Broadway and you buying tickets to see it i think it would be so cool. <laughs> i love that you went from you plan you buying tickets no i'm well, definitely not going to be in the goofy movie but i would did the show i did mean girls with someone named daryl tofa he was in our ensemble um and he's so sweet and charming and every time i look at him i'm like you would be an amazing um either powerline or max like i feel like he could do both always short character no, Powerline is the guy that sings Stand Out. Oh, yes. My bad. My bad. He's like the pop star that's like singing on stage. But I think he'd, he'd be a shoe in for Max. There's this great line in Goofy Movie where Polly Shore's got the cheese spray. Yeah. And he calls it the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Yeah, so good. It was a great line. Every time I see that, I want to get fake cheese and throw it on crackers. Yeah, I, Graham, I have to tell you, I did not expect this conversation to turn into a dramaturgical discussion of a Goofy Movie. Hey, it's a great place to start. So we talked about Mean Girls. Do you, in your knowledge of Disney, which Disney character do you think is the most fetch? Good question. I mean, the Disney canon is huge. I mean, it's huge. Like the... I don't, I don't even know where to start. It would be a princess for sure in my book. Honestly, probably Jasmine. She has the most edge to her, right? I think she's the most like rebellious sort of like, I don't want to say diva because she's not. She just sort of owns her, her like power. And like, I feel like that's a very fetch thing to do. 
Well, also where the other princesses have like cute bunnies and, you know, birds. She's got a tiger. She has a tiger. So maybe she's a drag queen. (laughs) Right? I think Jasmine is pretty fetch. I agree completely. So great. Uh, You also were in Book of Mormon on Broadway and on tour. uh, And what's cool in Book of Mormon, Elder Price famously loves Orlando and Disney World. Right. And I know you played Elder McKinley, but being from Georgia, did you relate to that moment? Did you grow up loving Orlando? Yeah. I mean, I guess in general, I should come out. I'm not like a massive Disney fanatic. Like I love it and I appreciate it, but I'm not like, you know, kill me for Disney. Right. And so I think that there's like a balance with most of us where I am such a nostalgic person. So like any movies or TV shows I watched as a kid growing up, like they bring me joy and comfort. So yeah, Disney was a huge part of my life. I was from Georgia. We did go visit a lot when I was a kid, not a lot, but a handful. And, um, it's just the feeling you get when you're watching a movie or you're in the parks that is just like comforting. Um, and I have a lot of close friends who don't really get it. People my age who are like turning 30 and they're like, I just don't understand why you like it. I'm like, well, if you didn't grow up with it, then you wouldn't care. And I get that. And um, yeah, but I don't, for me, it's just like, a, it is a feeling for sure because of the movies and like, the vacation it was such a blast and also i mean i guess i should have saved this for later in the podcast but at one point when i was maybe 10 or something my dad was asked to come to disney world for like their anniversary celebration and we as a family got to like stand on stage in front of cinderella's castle and we represented a family from like an era of disney so my dad was one of the first like ever guests at the parks because he went to university of georgia in athens and him and a bunch of his friends like in the 70s when it opened like drove down and visited the parks and i don't know how they got in touch with him or my dad also isn't like a crazy disney fan they just like were like you came to the parks when you were a young person do you have a family come on stage and we like stood on stage at disney oh World this anniversary celebration <laughs> and i can't find any photos from it um but like, I guess I'm Disney famous because I mean, that's that. really cool. <laughs> right. It's like in your genetics. Right. Do you remember what you were wearing? Like, did they dress you up in Mickey gear or you just were wearing no, no, like a show didn't. shirt? Yeah. I think they, they, we were in merch probably, but I don't think we yeah. were dressed as Mickey Mouse or anything. No, no, no. I meant like, did you have a shirt with Mickey Mouse on it? Oh, probably. I, I honestly, I have such a bad memory and Things that I mostly, most my most, most of my memories from childhood are from just a picture I've seen. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. But like, if I don't have a photo, it's out of my mind forever. Was the castle the birthday cake, like that anniversary? No, it wasn't that because I have seen photos of that. And that, that to me is, that's my current aesthetic. (laughs) My aesthetic now is this weird sort of like Japanese, like pastel, like Lisa Frank aesthetic that I'm obsessed with for some reason. And so that pictures i've seen of the castle with the birthday cake is like right up my alley yeah very lisa frank i think there were dolphins like jumping out of the water (laughs) yes that was that was the lisa frank castle do you have a favorite ride in the parks um yeah i'm a sucker for like the old school rides I also have this random fascination with like history and like a American history. And, and just, um, I think that there is since Disney is, has gone through so many, you know, um, I guess uh, the trajectory of Disney is insane and amazing. I think like learning about the original rides and then them still being there and riding on those has been really special to me, even though like you go through parts of the Caribbean and you're like, Oh, okay. But then when you like learn that like, oh, this has been here from the beginning, it's just special. Um, uh, what's new? I love like the Everest ride is amazing. But honestly, it's the originals for me. It's like, um, it's, it's Pirates. And it's, I think my number one top ride is Splash Mountain. Yeah, because that opened, I went like a few years after that opened when I was younger. And I remember just being so fascinated with like the, the drop the story, the, you know, the whole thing. 
do you remember like the first time you went on it you knew that the big drop was coming but like those internal drops and you were like no one told me about these yes i was so mad i was like i didn't know that i was going to be like wet before the big drop you like to know you you like to plan out everything oh yeah i'm totally type a yeah (laughs) yeah no i love the excitement of not knowing do you have any favorite like on-ride photos from splash Um, well yeah no not from splash but i've got some pretty funny ones from like you know the um i mean the haunted mansion photos are always hilarious because literally you don't know when it's happening unless you're like you really plan for it i didn't i don't think i realized that they had one there yeah, there's just one where like my friend and I literally truly look miserable just staring at something. But it's because you're not, I don't know, I'm not like smiling throughout the Haunted Mansion. You're just like enjoying it and looking at things. Have you been to Disneyland? Yes. Yeah, when I was on tour with Book of Mormon, we uh, we all went for a day or two. Because if you love like the original and the history, that's that's where you go. That's the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, they... they this is like my not crazy Disney fan showing, but like a lot of the time they bleed together for me because there are so many similar rides. And so I, I always think of Disneyland as having the California adventure. And that to me is so special and different. Um, and then Disney world, obviously like all of the other massive worlds. But when I think of like fantasy land and like the magic, like kingdom, the magic kingdom, yeah, yeah, they're very similar. Right. Um, sure. but no, it, you're, you're right. Like that's where it all started. And I think it's so fascinating that Anaheim, you know, was just a small little town that then became this massive, you know, and, and everything changed around it. And then I also loved, I, I just watched the Imagineering documentary, which is like how many yeah. parts on Disney plus very interesting. Like eight. Yeah, but that's like my kind of Disney. I love hearing and learning about that, like the backstory of everything and and about how they, he just wanted a huge, massive place where you didn't have to see like the outside world. And that's how Disney World was chosen and became what it is because Anaheim is like, it's small, you know? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, I'm such a Disneyland boy, but but I appreciate the others. And where did have you grow you been... up? I'm from Michigan, but... Uh, my dad's from LA and my mom ended up there. So we went to California on, right. you know, school breaks. Right. So my first time to Florida, I was, you know, it was 2012. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was well into my twenties. Yeah. Have you been to any of the international parks? No, no. But like I mentioned earlier, I am obsessed with Japan for some reason. Like ever since I was little, I've really been obsessed with the culture and like the aesthetic and so I, that's the top of my list. Well, it's the top of my list just to go to Japan. And I don't know if I would make a point of seeing Disney in Japan versus like, I don't know, other things, but that would be interesting for sure. Yeah. Japan is beautiful and I love the culture as well, but I, Tokyo Disney is, I've been there once. It was really cool. And then Tokyo Disney Sea is worth the trip. Oh, right, right, right. That's their whole special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's pretend, because this is a podcast where Broadway meets Main Street, Damien has to get a job at the parks. What job do you think he would get? Um, absolutely one of the barbershop quartet. Oh, uh, the Dapper Dans. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think he would have to start as a balloon bitch on the street, but <laughs> ultimately, like, he would, he would, I mean, he would die to be in a parade. He would die to be one of the Dapper Dans. Honestly... But something performative. Yeah, it would have to be a performance. I love um, the Dapper Dan idea. Yeah, right? I think he would kill it. He's also a vocalist, so I think that would be his, that would be a perfect fit. What about you? Like, if you had to work in the parks, what job would you want? It's <sighs> a good question. Uh, um, I don't know. I actually have no idea. I... Do you think it would be performative? I mean, honestly, if I really wanted to go into a different line of work, I would try to be an Imagineer. But like, come on, we all, we'd all want to do that. I think like, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like one of the best jobs. I don't have any skills as far as like, you know, um, design or, you know, I, I couldn't like be a, 
a, a cartoonist or anything, but I definitely like, I love like, um, uh, like aesthetics and just like, uh, being on a creative team or like yeah. helping out with like just a feeling or an idea or an emotion in a park. And I don't know, I don't know. I, and also like, I love working with people. So I don't know how that would all. What if you did guest relations or event planning in Epcot in the Japan pavilion? Oh my God. What a specific job. Well, but... you know, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's what, I mean, come set it up. No, I think I would want to work in like one of, in like a uh, magic kingdom or something. Not that I, no hate on Epcot, but um, yeah. Also, I think you should maybe be Japanese to work at the Japanese pavilion, right? Isn't that the point? I would, I would hope so, but you right. know, we want, it's a small world, right? It's a small world. We want to support each other's culture, but yes, I do agree. But I think if you want to be an Imagineer, go for it, right? Okay. Okay. Oh, Suey, we'll be right back. Oh, what's the big idea with these commercials? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for... Okay, great. This is fast pass answers. After I ask the first question, I'm going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Okay. Are you ready? Ready. Here we go. Gray Henson, what is your favorite Disney movie? Um, it has to be uh, Goofy movie. Name a character from Mean Girls. Gretchen. Favorite snack in the parks? Uh, pretzels and cheese. Name a song from The Lion King. Uh, he lives in you. Favorite Disney character? Um, uh, Gus Gus. Favorite Broadway musical? Oof, Into the Woods. Name a character from Toy Story. Woody. Time. Good, you got Woody in there. Oop. Nice. <laughs> Do I have to edit that out? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Gus Gus. Solid choice. Love Gus Gus. We love Gus Gus. Yeah, I connect to him on a deep spiritual level. I think it's just the stacking of the cheeses, maybe. (laughs) On his tail. Well, we're talking a lot about cheese. But um, (laughs) not that everything I care, like the pretzels and the cheese, the Gus Gus and the cheese, and the Goofy movie cheese. But I don't know, maybe I'm a cheese cheese queen. Um, Yeah, I've always loved... I've always loved Gus Gus. He's so cute and like, so like flawed and adorable. Love him. My mom, I forgot my mom's favorite Disney movie is Sleeping Beauty. And I've always loved the fairies in that. Oh, sure. Yeah. The whole, the, the cook, the, the baking the cake and making up the dress, like all of that has always been like a part of my like happiness, you know? Yeah. Going back to Gus Gus, question for you. True or false, my third gerbil I owned in elementary school, I named Gus Gus. True. Yeah, it's true. The third gerbil. How many did you have? (laughs) Three. (laughs) So what were the other two? They were Sparky and Sparks. Oh, similar, but not the same. Yeah, similar, but not the same. Sparky didn't last too long. It was pretty traumatic. Oof. Okay, I won't ask. You know what they say, though? He lives in you. Hey, and I know that's just from the musical, right? Not I know, but movie. what a great song. It's not from the movie. Though I wonder if they put it into like one of the sequels. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they put it in somewhere else. 
Okay, Gray, here is your next game. It's called On Wednesdays We Wear Pink, Disney Edition. Oh, wow. I'm going to list three characters, and you tell me which of the three does not wear pink at any point in their respective films. Wow. Okay. okay. Here's the first one. On Wednesdays We Wear Pink, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, and Wendy Darling. Of the three, which one never wears pink in their movie? Wendy. Yes, Wendy. Right, yeah. Because Sleeping Beauty, of course, at the end, famously. Are you a blue or pink? Are you team blue or team pink? I think I'm team pink. I'm embracing oh. pink. And, and okay. I, when we started Mean Girls, I was like, I don't own pink. I don't really wear pink. And then as of late, I'm really getting into pink. And then Cinderella, the dress that the birds and the mice help her make is With pink. the bows is pink. With the bows. Right? And Wendy's a blue queen, right? She's blue the whole movie. Yeah. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Tiana, Rapunzel, and Belle. Which one never wears pink in her movie? Oh, this is really hard. I think Belle wears pink in the snow scene. And that then is I exactly right. It's exactly right, right? And then, yeah. oh, Tiana, I don't think. Wait, who was the third? Rapunzel. Rapunzel. I think Rapunzel wears pink. I think it's Tiana. It is Tiana. Yes. She's mostly in green. And then like yes. earth, earth tones in New Orleans. Yes. Anika Noni Rose, come on. Oh, genius. That Almost There song, love it. I love that whole movie. And I didn't discover that one until kind of recently. It's a great movie. So good. This is where if I owned the rights to these songs, I would play a snippet of it. But Oh, if only. Okay, here's your third one. Animal Edition. Simba, the Cheshire Cat, and Piglet. Which one never wears pink? Wears pink, not is pink. Simba... Does he ever wear pink? Oh, does he have that pink bow in the top of his head? No. Okay. I. It's Simba. It is Simba. You know, I was going to correct you. It, it's technically Simba and the Cheshire Cat never wear clothing. Um, <laughs> but the Cheshire cute. Cat and Piglet are pink. So it's their signature color, right? Yeah, it's their signature color. Uh, we're going to switch into some Pixar. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. Ham, Bo Peep, and Jesse. Jesse. Yeah. Wouldn't be caught dead in pink. She's a yodeling cowgirl. Yeah. And if we, if you want to talk about favorite song, Disney's song is When Somebody Loved Me. That is a heartbreaking, beautiful song. It's one of my favorites. Like that whole, I mean, the Toy Story series itself, but yeah, that song. I just watched Toy Story 2 with my nephews and they were enraptured. But I was like, I don't think they're ready for Toy Story 3. It's too sad. Oh, right. I, I think it might be my favorite though. It's dark. It was beautiful. Okay, final one. On Wednesdays, we were pink. Ariel, Jane, Mulan. <gasps> this is hard. Ariel must wear pink at some point. Yeah, she does because kiss the girl, she's in pink, right? Um, in the boat? I'm not responding yet. I want maybe, to, it's her, I, we- maybe her wedding dress is pink. I think it's Mulan. No, wait, does Mulan wear pink in Bring Honor to Us All? And then, wait, who is the second one? Jane? Let's say Jane. Jane doesn't wear pink. You are right. Jane doesn't yes! wear pink. Yes, and you're totally right. Mulan, when she's getting ready to meet the matchmaker, that beautiful yeah. scene where she has to pour the tea. Yeah, I'm obsessed with Mulan. Ariel, when she's having dinner, remember with the dingle hopper at the dining table? Yes, is it a Total pink dress. Pink dress. Yeah. I think in the boat, it's this beautiful blue number. It's like right. blue and black uh-huh, and white. With the big puffy sleeves, right? Yeah. yeah. Great. I got all of them right. You did right? really well. Yeah, yeah, you did really well. Congratulations. Oh, I'm so happy I did well. Thank you. I'm going to send you a certificate and you can put it next to your Tony nomination. <laughs> Please. <laughs> On Wednesdays, we were pink winner. Yes. Disney edition. It's trivia time. Oh, boy. Okay, great. Trivia time. Here we go. Mean Girls is the brainchild of Tina Fey, who famously wrote and acted on Saturday Night Live. In 2004, cast member Rachel Dratch debuted the character of Debbie Downer on SNL in a sketch where she visits Walt Disney World. Which former Disney child star was the host of that episode and appeared in the sketch? Lindsay Lohan, one of my 
favorite sketches. And what you're not seeing, because this is a podcast, is Gray rolled his eyes as he answered, as though, <laughs> of course. Of course. I mean, it's one of the best sketches because of the their their breaking and it is so good through it. But yeah, Lindsay Lohan, was that right after she had done Mean Girls? Was that why she was hosting? I don't know the answer to that. It's a good question. We should look into it. But I can tell you that she was on Parent Trap. A great performance on Parent Trap, by the way. Yes. Right? Yes. I th- I mean, like Haley Mills is yeah, untouchable. Yeah, we love Haley Mills, but it was a great remake and it came yeah. out. I was like the same age as Lindsay when it came out and I was obsessed with it. And I thought her British accent was superb. <laughs> but but if you have not seen that Debbie Downer sketch, oh my gosh. Oh, get thee to YouTube. It's so It is funny. so good. Jimmy Fallon has, I don't think he can talk at all yeah, in it he's no. just laughing so much yeah they've all lost it yeah and then the the take to camera by rachel dratch is just she can't she can't she won't survive it it's time for some tough choices let's play tweedledee or tweedledum right here is your tweedledee or tweedledum i'm gonna give you two choices let me know which one you prefer the first one magic kingdom or epcot magic kingdom I know. You already said that. That's so funny right. that that was no, it's, no, it's a good one, though. Do you like Epcot, though? I do. I enjoy Epcot. I, I love, like, drinking through Epcot now that I can mm-hmm. and eating through Epcot. Um, also, that, like, the fish and chips at the, is it called the Royal Crown or the something crown uh, in the like, London, I mean, not the, yeah, in the UK pavilion is amazing. And I do, and I love Soren. Like, Soren is, like, not... I don't know if it's under, I wouldn't say it's underrated, but you know, I don't know. Soren is great. A really fun ride. But I hear you like, I love California Adventure, but nothing can compete for me with Disneyland, the original, you know? Yeah. The OG. I need to get back there. Yeah. No, but I think I will say that like also the history of what Epcot was supposed to be is really interesting to me. Yeah. Like the fact that he wanted to literally create an entire town and that's what it was supposed to be is like very cool. And I, obviously that's not what it has become, but yeah, cool I love that you love the history. I mean, like that's a really cool part of the parks that I, I feel like other theme parks don't have. Right. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, there's just so much, there's so much history. Yeah. Okay. Tweedledee or Tweedledum, Goofy or Donald Duck? Goofy. Okay. Donald Duck is, I would probably be difficult to be friends with. Probably difficult. Also, I'm tall and I love other tall men, so I'd have to say goofy. I know he's not a man, but I don't know why I'm thinking at it <laughs> thinking of it as if who I'd want to date, but So Gray Henson would swipe right on Goofy. <laughs> That's what this segment should be called. Swipe left or right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who are you more attracted to? Yeah. Well, we can play that with this next one. Tweedledee or Tweedledum or swipe right or swipe left. Bell or Ariel. Hmm. This one's tough. I don't know. I'd have to say Belle. But that is, I would that's agree. a tough yeah. decision. It is tough. And like, listen, I love Ariel. I love my fellow gingers. But Belle is an amazing woman. Like yeah. she sacrifices so much. Yes. And yeah. Ariel, and I don't know if Ariel does. No, Ariel is, I just feels younger and more reckless. And I think Belle's arc is just really phenomenal. Agreed. And I would say to any young woman or anyone listening to this, do not change everything about yourself to impress a man you've never met. Right. Especially if you had a fin and want legs. Yeah. And also, if you can sign your name on the contract, you could write your name for Eric to say it, right? (laughs) Like, she signs Ariel. Unless under the sea, there's a whole other, like, language. You found the loophole, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final Tweedledee or Tweedledum. Turn it off or stop. <laughs> um, another tough decision, but I will. I have to say stop because stop got me a Tony nomination. Yeah. But I do. I, I am the biggest fan of the Book of Mormon, but I'm going to give that one to Rory O'Malley. <laughs> That's very kind of you. Yeah.
Gray, you, so a Goofy movie you mentioned again. Are there other Disney movies you like? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I'm the, probably one of the biggest Toy Story stands because I grew up with um, Andy. Like, I was the same age as Andy. Um, and so that's why I think, like, Toy Story 3 hit so hard because, like, as he was going off to college, I think I was already in college or leaving college, but I was around that same age. And it's just the idea of growing up and moving on and, and leaving your childhood like bliss behind was super emotional for me. But yeah, I think Pixar movies in general are maybe my faves. Like the Toy Story, all of Toy Story, Wally up. Um, I think Ratatouille is one of my favorites. And a lot of people don't really die for Ratatouille, but the music and the idea that anyone can cook. I think a lot of people get stuck on the idea that a rat is cooking dinner but i think that's the point right um love 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 and also this isn't pixar but um nightmare before christmas love. Oh, sure yeah uh, kyle selig who i shared a dressing room with um in book in a well we did book a Mormon together we went to college together but we shared a dressing room in mean girls together one of my closest friends he and i both love nightmare before christmas he used to say that when he was in high school or maybe middle school, he watched it every day when he got home <laughs> school, wow. like year round every day, like knows every word to all of it. Um, and that movie is something that I have to watch every year. Um, Cause I love it so much. You do know at Disneyland over the holidays, they do the haunted mansion with the nightmare overlap. Yes. Yeah. And I've, have I've you done it. it. So we were in LA during Halloween, the first six months of tour on the first national tour and we went to Disneyland and it was all done up. Yes. I remember now, but yeah. Love. Now at California adventure, there's the whole Pixar pier with rides from inside out and the Incredicoaster and toy story, the midway mania. It's super fun. So love it. Um, I, I forgot about inside out another really, really good movie. I haven't been to the pier though with all of that because I haven't been since like 2012, I think. Yeah. I mean, the Incredicoaster alone is so fun. Yeah. I showed I I watched Inside Out with my mom thinking she would die for it and she like kind of didn't get it and I was like is this just like my generation or something I don't know I thought the concept was genius yeah I love Coco <gasps> love Coco Coco makes me sad yeah me too and the music is so great I know did you see Onward I haven't yet oh wow it's really special I will uh, it's on Disney Plus yeah. Are they paying for this? Is your sponsor? <laughs> no, I wish. Great. The next time you go to a Disney park, what's the first thing you're going to do? Um, probably. I don't know. I I always just like head straight for the castle at magic kingdom right and just yeah get a pick either that or grab a pretzel or a dole whip oh dole whips you haven't mentioned that yet i haven't if, wow love. no if you have to choose between the pretzels with cheese or a dole whip i would still have to oh well no i think because you can get a pretzel with cheese anywhere it's just not in a mickey shape i would have to go with dole whip you know but here's the deal you can get both you could even take your pretzel and dip it in the Dole Whip. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> when I turn the corner on Main Street and see the castle, it's everything. Yeah. Magic. Yeah, totally. It also, is. I'm such a sucker for merchandise. Like, I am such, like, I will go, I will stop in every store just to see what they have. Like, I don't need anything. I shouldn't buy anything. Like, those, like, those uh, popcorn holders, like, the, that are just beautiful and, like, massive. I want everything. Do you, is there something that you always buy each trip? Um, no, I, mean, I don't like collect pins or anything like that, but I try to like walk away with some souvenir. Like I have a few t-shirts, like the spirit jerseys I think are really cute. I have a couple of those. Um, yeah. I will. Every time I go, I always tell whoever I'm with, do not let me buy a mug, please. Whatever you do, do not let me buy a mug. And right. that's what I would leave with. A mug. A mug. How many do you have? I would guess about 20, maybe, yeah. maybe more. And like, they're all different. And some of them aren't Disneyland specific. Um, some I've had since I was a kid. I've got a, a dopey mug that I've had since elementary school. Oh my God, dopey. I love dopey. Why haven't we talked about dopey? 
Okay, He's let's talk about Dopey. He is my favorite dwarf. He's my favorite Disney character. I love him so much. Yeah, yeah. What's not to love? Well, if you're a conversationalist, you may not get along with him. Um, I don't know. I love a dumb. I'm so here for a dumb. He's great. You know that scene in Snow White when they think there's a monster upstairs and they send Dopey in? Yeah. And he's so scared. Yeah, bless him. He runs downstairs and gets caught up in all the like kettles and pots and he's running. And I, I always joke that that's going to be a Halloween costume of mine one day. Like Dopey with the kettles on him running away. I mean, it's an easy, like the his regular clothes are easy. You just got to get like a couple sheets and make it into a a nightgown, right? Isn't it like a long nightgown thing with a belt? No, like a no one's going to see this, but literally on my desk is a little Dopey. <gasps> what does it say um, it's a gift from my sister and brother-in-law that says, we heart David. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I got to direct Vanya and Sonia and Masha and Spike a few years ago. And in the play, Nina is asked to dress up as Dopey. And my designer yes. made this incredibly detailed Dopey costume. And I definitely borrowed it for a photo shoot. <laughs> of course. <laughs> if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah. But it's always funny in Halloween. And I know this is part of Mean Girls, like... Everyone wants to be sexy and show a lot of skin, but I'm like, you know what? I would love to be dopey. Head to toe, no, I, robe. Are you kidding me? I go for like the like ugliest characters. Not she's not ugly, but I know this isn't Disney. But one year I went as Peppermint Patty and just went full on <laughs> like full on lesbian, and it was the best decision I've ever made. I'm proud of you. Uh, well. Great. This has been so much fun talking about the parks and Dopey and Toy Story and everything Book of Mormon and and Mean Girls. Thank you so much for joining on E-Ticket to Broadway. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, So we will see you at the parks. Yay! Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.